everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I Can Do This All Day. I'm Dan, the part-time adventure. That's Mark and Rose on Jedi. Hello there. When the Christmas lights are so bright, you gotta wear sunglasses inside. There is one movie that we're watching this Christmas, and it is a classic. A classic from the 90s. The wonderfully impactful movie to the Star Wars universe that gave us the potentially great acting performance of one Jake Lloyd. And in this movie, he was supported by everybody's favorite dad, Arnold. Of course, we're talking about the 1996 classic Jingle All the Way. I had no idea where the hell you were going with that synopsis, because didn't Star Wars come after this? It came after this. This is the movie that got Jake Lloyd the job. Okay. All right. Well, there's good so God, much man. to talk about just in the Jake Lloyd port- portion. There, of it. there, there is. But um, Jingle All the Way, starring the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's why the sunglasses are on because it's festive and badass at the same time. So I got my Santa hat, got the sunglasses, and uh, I also don't want to spoil any potential. Uh, hints at what my answer will be at the end of this movie so i think i'm gonna have my sunglasses on and just try and hide my facial expressions maybe eye rolls maybe eye brightening stuff but yeah it's all good the terminator's in the house and uh we're here to talk about it let's talk about the origin mark where did you see this movie when did you see it so i look at this when i was a kid as the dad from commando being in a movie playing a dad um i saw this first not in the theater in the, in the nineties. Um, you know, I was getting toys. I was not going to the theater a ton, um, especially during this like junior high period for me. So uh, I saw it first, uh, I'm sure on like some, some cable channel or something like that. Right. Um, and loved it, loved it. Uh, and, and have seen it many, many times. It is in my, my must watch. And one of the, one of the Holy grails that I have yet, to put in my collection is a pristine boxed turbo man. Um, but I loved it from the beginning. I identified with this movie right away and I was hugely, hugely excited. Arnold at this point, bigger than anything, bigger than anything. What about you? I mean, you, you grew up on Terminator. Like it was your babysitter at home. How did you feel about a movie where uh, uh, he brandished no weapons and took no lives? Didn't care. Didn't want to see it did not see it, and it wasn't until the ripe old age of 40, so I saw this last year with my family and uh, watched it again for the podcast. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm for all the listeners and viewers, I did not have a childhood, all right? At least the, the stereotypical childhood. Uh, my favorite movies were all R-rated, <laughs> excuse me, R-rated movies growing up, so this is something that as Arnold started to sway into other genres, I was like, why? Why don't you just take a 12-gauge and just blast some people away? I'll be happy. And it just... Yeah, so any of the comedies didn't really really strike me. Um, I did appreciate them, but it wasn't like, yeah, I want to go see that in the movie theaters. So wasn't until 40, and, and here we are talking about it. I, I feel like one... It was a completely different landscape. Like go see in the movie theater was like only reserved for the best of the best, depending on, you know, 
where you were at and and what your you know what your folks did and all that and the availability of movie theaters but man Arnold comedies were a blockbuster staple or a Hollywood video staple. Um, so many good things. I, it pains me when you say that you shied away from the Arnold comedies. I cannot think of a more quotable movie than Kindergarten Cop. Like, come on, that was that was not a great an, movie. I, I mean, come on. there there is no bathroom. What are you talking about? Oh. Such a uh, great... I'm not a, I'm not a deputy. I'm a princess. It's like such a good movie. So yeah, I, I like that one, but that was the exception. Everything else, I was like, eh, nah, I'm I'm good. Give me examples of the ones where you're like, meh, nah. Twins, I actually saw in theater, but I was like, I don't twins. want to go see Wait twins. You were not old enough to get twins. Neither was I. Like the jokes were were. A little more highbrow than for kids. He didn't have, have a shotgun or a machine lately? gun. Yeah. You still feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, I will hands down go after a bad action Arnold's movie over a good comedy movie, with the exception of Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop, I'll watch right now. I'll sign off this podcast and go watch it right now. It's it's a great movie. I love it. But yeah. It's just not my not my preference for Arnold. Oh, that that makes me sad cuz it you miss out on so much. Like oh, what what else what other what other Arnold uh uh comedies do you dislike? Junior, never saw it. Um oh, I saw well I Junior, saw parts of it and I was just like, "Nah, sorry. My Terminator doesn't get pregnant." So Oh, he did. He did the other baby. Oh, ah, my sensitive nipples. Ah. Like, no, it's if, if there was like nonstop, like vulgar jokes, I would for sure sign up for it. But no, I, I, I like I like my Terminator with a shotgun. Oh, that makes me sad. Those those are yeah, those are it. great. I even think Last Action Hero is like a borderline comedy. And he just oh, it's he for hits- sure a comedy. So many great points in that movie. True Lies, too. He brings some really great comedy chops. Yeah, but like, that's not a comedy movie. That's It's funny, but it's not a straight-up comedy movie. It's not like, you know, 40-year-old virgin. But uh, that that is a another great movie, but that's still action at its core. But I will ask you, so there's a fight, there is a fight scene in this movie. Does that make it an action movie? I mean, there's an explosion in this movie, too, but I think this is a delightful holiday comedy. That, But it's not an action movie. uh, No, not at all. Okay. I just want to I want to throw that out there because before you had said that, well, if there is staff and uh, stunt people doing these scenes, then it's an action movie. You did say that for another movie. So I I just want to throw out that the hypocrisy is strong and yeah we're we're okay we're okay I we're, don't we're think the same thing the it absolutely was well you're just gonna have to insert that footage and uh i i don't need to i don't know i know i'm right I that's fine right. you i hope you know <laughs> but this movie is not great when it comes to the ratings so we got a 5.7 imdb 20% Rotten Tomatoes, 34% Metacritic. I don't think it's that bad. 
oh no, this movie is right up my alley. Whenever all three of those are that low, I mean, there's a 85% chance that I'm going to love it. I think that with these ratings of the movie, and it wasn't necessarily a box office flop. Uh, it did take some time for it to recoup its money. Uh, it had like a budget of 75 million. And I think it ended up uh, with like 120 some million or whatever, or making 120 some million. So it wasn't like a disaster, but because of the critics panning it and everything, I think that's why this movie is viewed as just like an awful, awful movie. Um, but for me, Arnold can do no wrong. So I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. Uh, I do watch it and I do enjoy it. And there's also a, a, a lesser talked on actor in this that I think, um, well, there's, there's, I think the whole cast is kind of sleepery, right? Cause you've got just a, a, a smorgasbord of excellence, right? In like marginal comedy or um, just way too good to be background actors, right? First of all, you've got Sinbad in this. And this was like a little after Sinbad's real, real hot streak in the early 90s when he was chunking Disney movies like it was his job, right? I'm thinking like First Kid and all those like, you know, early Sinbad. Oh, I'm great for kids movies. Um, I I don't know of any movies. Nobody talks about what? I don't know of any movies besides First Kid that Sinbad was in, and except for Necessary Roughness, who he was like a supporting character in that. Yeah, well, the, he also made a Shazam before Shaq's Shazam. That uh, got, no, he um, didn't. He definitely oh, didn't. He did. Oh, he did. There's no, he video didn't. cassettes of it. I'll bet you. I'll bet you right now he did. I, 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 I think that you just have to ask the internet. If yeah, you Google and, it, you'll figure it out. And the answer is no. He never was um, in a movie called Shazam. Disagree. Agree to disagree. And and the other things I think you're forgetting Sinbad was in was like Coneheads, Meteor Man. He had his own TV series um, for 24 episodes. That's that's the good stuff. He also was in Good Burger and now Good Burger 2. Talk about a movie that's probably never making the podcast. Never saw it, but I always thought it was funny um, that they had trailers for that movie. Because why would you spend the time making a trailer for a movie that is probably just that awful? Which one? Good Burger? Yeah, Good Burger. I, I mean, big fan of, of Keenan, um, not a fan of Kel. Um, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> uh, but there's some good. I mean, the, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. The unsung is, is... hero of this movie and a 90s Titan, Phil Hartman. Like, so much of my childhood is Phil Hartman. He all is of the Simpsons characters. One of my favorite SNL oh. people of all time. Number two for me. Number two. Number two, really? Wow. Number two. Who's number one? Uh, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> he wasn't even that great on SNL, though. Uh, agree to disagree. Every other, every bit that he was in where it was funny, it was usually because someone else. Who? Steve Martin. Well, you're talking about Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. I refer you to Super Bassomatic, sir. Never remember that skit uh, at you, all. You need to just Google it, put it in. There's a link I'll, to I'll it. Google it when uh, you will pay up on the fact that Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam. Also, 
in this cast, unsung Rita Wilson. Like, I'm like, what is Rita Wilson doing in this movie? But I, I don't think Rita Wilson's an unsung hero in this. I think she's just kind of there. I think she falls victim to like the whole 90s uh, female that we need to have a female mom wife in there. And that was pretty much it. So I, I didn't think she did much of anything. The only thing that she did was deny uh, Phil Hart- Hartman's character, Ted, and his advances, uh, which once again, yeah. that's that's a perfect example of like, the only reason Rita Wilson would be worthy of talking about it in this movie is the fact that she denies Ted. And it's really all Phil Hartman's performance as to why I, her character is somewhat important in this well, entire That movie. and the fact that all of the people, that, that Phil Hartman's reactions to things in this movie and all of the like, the moms that are hitting on him through this, that they just throw it out there. You're just like, and if you're a kid, you're like, oh, he's really helpful. And if you're an adult, like, yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Oh, God. That was one of my favorite things. And it so, was so subtle, but great. Just a favorite bit, right? Like, that's that's something where, like, Phil Hartman is trying to fuck everybody. <laughs> Every mom on that, in that the subdivision. Like, the little kid's like, dad's been so great since mom left. He's been in an amazing mood. <laughs> He is, uh, it, it's just so comical because oh, man. I wonder if there are people like that out there that's just like, yep, all right, I'm going to try to nail everyone. I, I know that there's people out there that are womanizers and everything, but the the sheer gall that it takes to be at a school and openly just like hitting on people and the, and the obviously the women love them, right? But it's just so comical because Phil Hartman always just seems like a dirtbag. Yeah. He's Troy McClure. Um, you may remember him from such yeah. movies as, <laughs> and then there's also like a bunch of sleepers in this. So Robert Conrad, who plays the motorcycle cop, who's constantly running into Arnold in this, he was the original Jim West from the wild, wild West TV show. Like it was just such a subtle casting of, I mean, why don't we get this lawman to do it? And like, it's a it's a a put up for all the parents to be like, I know that guy. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit of that, right? And then Curtis Armstrong from Revenge of the Nerds, uh, Booger was my favorite character from Revenge of the Nerds just because yes. he's so gross. And uh, hey, can't forget about Paul White, uh, the Big Show, aka the Giant. Uh, but he was another. Uh, pleasant uh, cameo in this movie. When my son saw him, I was like, oh, what's the big show? Yeah, it is the big show, buddy. I mean, Martin Mull and Jim Belushi, also huge at, like actors in the 80s, bit parts in this, right? The radio DJ and the, the slimy Santa. And then my favorite, a crossover from an earlier episode, his second or maybe more foray into Christmas excellence and that's Harvey Corman was in this movie. Did you know Lorraine Newman was in this too? As the first I did. lady, the president and the first lady were like uh, Hollywood royalty. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean we can go down the cast list, right? I mean you got Vern Troyer in there as well, Minnie Me, uh, Chris Parnell from uh, SNL, and uh, Rick and Morty. Just a lot of really great people, and then Danny Woodburn, who was uh, also really. 
uh, a big character in Seinfeld, which was really cool. But yeah, Jake I Lloyd, love I want... the fact that he was the elf. Loved. I, I want to talk about Jake Lloyd for a second. So uh, I know we've talked about this. Uh, we may have even talked about this on the podcast uh, during a Star Wars episode. But with him being in this movie, I thought he did a good performance. I thought Jake Lloyd was great in this. I thought, uh, like, how did he go from that type of performance to the shittiest performance supposedly three years later this was like this came out three years before phantom menace and i think in this movie jake (laughs) lloyd emoted he showed unhappiness he showed joy he did action karate man like he did things and acted like an actor would as a child like pretty decent and and i'm gonna say this and it's gonna be controversial but I really believe it because I'll tell you, I watched this the other night and I'm like, God damn, Jake Lloyd's good in this. What? And I turned on episode one and I'm like, was it that bad? And it is. It's yeah. so bad. And there's really, there's really only one explanation for why Jake Lloyd is so good in this movie and so bad in episode one. George Lucas. He is not a really great director. Not at all. Like, and if you look at it, the first Star Wars movie that he directed, Mark Hamill was terrible in. Like, so <laughs> many, if they didn't get, like, the royalty of the British cinema, like, there would have been a lot of poor acting going on, right? Harrison Ford, just a natural. Like, that. that's like, you know, Picasso came and painted. Of course, it's amazing. And Carrie Fisher... Also Hollywood royalty, like everybody else was in a suit and going, you know, but, (laughs) but it's so bad. And then you come back to the prequels and after seeing the sequels, I have much love for the prequels. Don't get me wrong. They're way better. But Lloyd, even Hayden Christensen was good before Star Wars. The only thread that pulls through all those bad performances, George. The what about Arnold's performance in this? Do you think it's is uh, it's too campy for him, or do you think it's just like right on the money as to what he should be and what he was trying to go for? You're my number one customer. Um, I thought it was over the top and exactly how Arnold should act in in comedy movies. Uh, uh, you can't be serious, dad, with the Austrian accent. It sounds like you're gonna fucking murder people. Like it sounds like it just doesn't give a good impression. But I, I mean. Arnold's doing this because it's fun, right? And they're they're making light and they're making pretend. And I abs I I couldn't love it more. Did you? I'm like assuming the... you hated it. No, no. I mean, I I have a problem with some campiness when it comes to like like okay, I'm gonna be campy and it's just gonna be over the top. Like Jim Carrey for me is just as great of a physical comedy actor as he is, and per- the way he performs. It's admirable, but it's just not my preference. You know, like I, I'm not a big fan of Jim Carrey's acting in a lot of things, uh, and even his his comedy. Um, it's fun. He's funny. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not like crapping on his entire catalog. I love a lot of his movies, but a, a lot of the jokes fall flat for me because I'm like, oh, yep, it's Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. I feel the same way about Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like. It's a great show, but I think I like that show better because of the cast around Will Smith as opposed to Will Smith 
because it's just like, yep, he's doing that thing again. I don't, I didn't find it funny, but they just keep on doing it like every episode. So, so that's kind of where ben I, Affleck, I land. Sleeping on Will Smith, bro. You and Affleck sleeping on Will Smith. I'm going to tell you this about the Fresh Prince. That was a rapper playing an actor, and I thought it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, I'm just telling you what I think about about like that that particular performance. It's just not my I, not my thing. You got me with the Fresh Prince, man. Don't it, it, we can slap Will Smith in the face all we want right now, but that early career just there's a reason that he got on the pedestal that he fell from. That's Jada. That's what. That's the whole reason, right? No, no. That's the re- that's the reason the pillar fell down, right? But the ascent was not Jada. The ascent was Fresh Prince, for sure. I'm just saying, he was not the best part about that show. Carlton, Uncle Phil, Jeffrey, for sure. Are you just talking about a pitch-perfect performance? That The silhouette, it's the only thing that you know? Is that the reference you're making right now? How how many people are doing the getting jiggy with a dance compared to the Carlton? Um, Carlton will live. Depends on what It does live on. It does live on. Alfonso Ribeiro, the greatest physical comedian in television history. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying he made that show better. That's all. Just like for this, I, you know, for Arnold's, uh, I think he did a good performance. I, there was some uh, some really good funny parts to it. It's just for me, the a lot of the humor definitely is better coming from Sinbad, Phil Hartman, uh, Belushi like that. That's just. Uh, my my personal opinion on it. Arnold's you funny, I don't did? get me wrong. It's just, it's better from the comedians. That's all. What I thought was really great about this movie is in the casting, I mean, I know they're big names, but I think they also matched up Arnold well, like Singbad, not a little guy. Yeah. Not yeah. a little guy at all. So they they had a presence where they could be close together and still be like somewhat equally matched, right? Like, Arnold has an amazing physique, but you know Sinbad's still a bigger guy. Even Belushi is tall. And then they found somebody taller than him to actually be somewhat intimidating, right? Because this isn't like 80s fully conaned out Arnold, right? It's slimmed down nearing the governor's mansion, Arnold. But um, still, like, it, it, it's, uh, I thought the casting really gave you that. And I think because of the size equality in this movie, um, the funny was funny and you weren't like that could never like the fact that they could wrestle around Sinbad and Arnold, like you could totally see it. Like, I think that those hits could be realistic. Sure. And I think that, so I want to talk about like, like the favorite bits, which happen to be like the most inappropriate bits for me. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Right off the bat. Sinbad, like the first thing that I noticed that was just like super inappropriate was Sinbad choking a bitch. Like as they're waiting outside, he's like choking her and like everyone's cool with it. Like no one says a single word about it. It's just like, oh, it's a mailman just doing mailman things. And like the <laughs> woman was just like somewhere. afraid Leave to him do- alone. Be nice. Poor yeah, mailman, it's, it's, he should go to the front of the line. Unreal. I mean, did you think the same thing? Like, oh. He's he's choking her like right now. <laughs> I I think that if you look back on some of the decisions for some of the 
the physical comedy that it definitely crosses some lines like you know that that the bit um the the piece where arnold thinks it's a good idea to chase a child through a playground and yell my balls she's got my ball in her mouth like this is this is in poor taste at this point but i mean i think that 80s and 90s comedies like all age equally bad there's nothing that you look at from then now that you're just like oh it's so clean and perfect i mean back to the future the the most perfect movie ever still like has a couple swear words and some inappropriate incest scenes so the the humor and and everything like i i love that inappropriate sense of humor but even for me it was just kind of like wow i'm just surprised they did some of this and yeah it was the 90s but even the 90s it was they were starting to tone down on on some of that stuff right so the full on and i love the fact that it's so realistic of how it used to be for shopping like the full on assault and battery in the toy store like Back in the day when we would see like riots at Walmart for like Black Friday, like that's Dude. a real thing. And they, they definitely took the piss out of this one to show that. I, that's not even the piss. That's like legit for some things like absolutely legit. But um, I mean, that still happens now. Like you look at some of the stuff you've got on the wall behind you, some of those new Marvel release figures at times. Like people rip through Walmart to get that stuff on release days. Walmart the Santa- nobody really does. COVID stopped like midnight releases and stuff. But like, have you ever stood in a line for something the day it comes out, like for releases? Yeah, never, never an issue. Hmm. The big thing for me is like that stuff doesn't happen for toys anymore. What it happens is just like normal run of the mill things that you do during the day, like going to McDonald's. Uh, you know, like what the fuck is wrong with people? Like you have people assaulting and, and just battering people that are working behind the counters. And of course, what do they do? They retaliate because like, I don't have to put up with their shit. How so just imagine at like the peak height of toy ridiculousness and, and greed and trying to just pick up all the toys and, and resell them. That's, <clears throat> that still happens, but not not many fights they wait no. to go to mcdonald's or wendy's and then yeah, they fight no. there but dude i remember working retail back in the day I, I worked the first like four iphone launches and they did get progressively less nuts but those first ones man like i don't know why it's okay that you sit outside of a store without a security guard for 16 hours knowing that behind that glass you just go get the thing like you know what's more ridiculous though people waiting for like an iphone like that or people waiting for like a a restaurant opening up in their town where they camp out for like days before restaurant or materials what what's more ridiculous i got to say restaurant to me agreed i mean you're going to get fed eventually you don't have to camp out no not at all. You really want like to people, wait that line? Like, yeah, people don't even really like waiting in line for like rides. They do it, but why would you wait for a restaurant when you know that when you go there, it'll probably just be like a two-hour wait. You know, yeah. like it's, that's it's okay. 
just deal with it, dude. Like you don't have to camp out. Yeah, no, uh, I, I personally like, don't go back to restaurants where it's a two hour wait until I like, I'll go on a Tuesday night. Like weekends are not my eat out weekend day. Like, no. Yeah. No. I mean, it ha- that type of thing happens, you know? And then some of the things that like, so some of the other bits that I, I thought was kind of surprising is like just the group ridicule in front of the toy store. You know, yeah. that that's something that's like, huh? Like really people, they're just showing the ugliness of everyone in this holiday season. And that's not even just like an exaggerated thing. Like, yeah, that happens. Like people will just have group ridicule. I think it's gotten better now, but for adults, it absolutely is just like when you're back at the playground and it's like someone makes fun of the other person. Okay. Go ahead and laugh and ridicule point and laugh. Ha ha. I think that that's a result of it not being something that's for them. You know, like, Every time I've done like a late night release for like a video game or like waiting in line for a drop of something and it's people that are buying it for themselves and they're like stoked about it. There's always like good, uh, what's the word? Just good, good morale in line, you know, but not, not in situations where it's like, um, well, you're stupid. The, The fact that the retail workers like just laughed at the dude, like, they did that guy deserved to get punched in the face. Like Chris Parnell oh, yeah. was very punchable in that Absolutely. situation. Like, is it okay to punch him? No, but did he deserve it? Probably. Yeah. I, I certainly agree on that one. That would be one of those like McDonald's like flip out incidents, like, okay, I can see why. But you know, a lot of times that stuff just doesn't doesn't happen. A lot of times, like uh, us poor retail workers who have, have lived the life and suffered many days and many nights it's just uh yeah i i i'm okay with (laughs) i'm okay with fighting back if the customer is being just completely volatile and aggressive and and mean like i just don't like that i'm okay i'm i'm a pretty easy person to get along with i'll be nice to you you know, like, I'll be nice to you, even if you're not nice to me. But if you start getting aggressive, it's like, okay, fine. You know what? Gloves are off. Let's do this. Throw down. I love it. I love that that's your, uh, I love that that's your feeling. Like, there's a reason you don't work in retail anymore. I was, uh, I've spent too much passive aggressive energy that I think it's all gone. So it would just go straight to aggression. So yeah. I, uh, I just want to make sure I don't put myself in that. I have a lot of patience uh, with people. Um, I don't have a lot of patience for being rude. So have you that's like, I, I don't know. If, and this is completely off topic. Total squirrel. Have you like been in a retail store lately and be like, I, if I had no money, I couldn't do this job. Like, yeah, like every such a, retail workers are heroes now because people aren't just ridiculing, they're violent and they have phone yeah. cameras and they're going to call your manager. Fast and, food. I mean, geez, all of it, I, all of it. These people are heroes, heroes, dollar general, apes. dollar tree or dollar general stores are another store that I'm like, oof, dollar tree for sure. Like, I feel sorry for those workers because not only is it 
like I've heard shitty company to work for. Um, they just don't treat you right. But <coughs> the people coming in, oh, they they don't want to be there either. And they're just trying to get out of there. And like the poor person behind the register is just like, uh, another eight hours of this. <laughs> the same person that's stocking the shelves, blowing up the balloons. Uh, fill in the coolers and yeah no it's a, exactly it's a heck exactly. of a gig man it's a heck of a gig more power to all those that can actually do that you know shout out extra merry fucking christmas to you so um, speaking of some extra merry fucking christmas um there's some nice holiday festivity stuff that happens between arnold and a reindeer and then guess what he beats the shit out of it he punches it and then gets drunk with it afterwards Dude, Where was... I had to exert dominance on this animal, and then we became friends. I was so surprised that Arnold just slugs that fucking animal, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I mean, I want action in this. I don't know he if had I to remind it by... <laughs> that he was the Terminator, and he could he could execute that reindeer. Normally, I, I'm I've got a pretty thick skin to that stuff, but I was like pretty surprised by that. Mm. So. More more or less surprised that he set Phil Hartman's house on fire accidentally. Like that was that scene is always hilarious. And then the way Phil Hartman wrapped the present, like this was under our tree the whole time in Turbo Man wrapping paper. Like what happened to the surprise? Like yeah. when you got like the the present that you were really after on Christmas, was it wrapped in the paper that showed what it was, or was it like hidden behind something a la a christmas story like oh no look behind the behind the oh because your parents wanted to see the joy uh, phil hartman didn't want to see the joy in his kid's face just on the neighbor ladies i'm sure what you're saying is accurate i wouldn't know for 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 my personal experience so but um when it comes to Christmas gifts, since we're on the topic, uh, I want to talk about some Christmas toys. And uh, there's some hot Christmas toys that have happened over the years. And I want to play a little game. Uh, what's the better toy, Turbo Man or that popular toy? So let's we'll go back a little bit and uh, we'll just kind of do this like kind of quick rapid fire. But Turbo Man or Barbie in 1958 um for me or in general what what do you whatever you think for me no the impact huge like not many people know what turbo man is but what do you think are you a barbie guy or are you a turbo man guy you know i think barbie would probably win in my book because there's just more stuff that it does, that it comes with, that it can accessorize with. Um, so I feel like as a toy, uh, even though I don't have girls, I feel like that would just be the better toy overall for all children. So that's where my vote my vote would go for Barbie. Okay. All right. Now, going up in the timeline what about in a little uh a little toy in 1974 uh, i'm sure you've played with one of these before but the rubik's cube or turbo man turbo man 
Really? Turbo Man, hands down. I don't understand the Rubik's Cube as a toy for kids. Like, all it is is a reason to cheat at something at a young age. Take the stickers off, put the stickers back on. No, no, no. Because mm-hmm. nobody in my like nobody in my household was like, oh, this is the way it works. There's like, here, play with this pain in the ass square. <laughs> I've uh, I've enjoyed a Rubik's cube quite a bit, so I'll actually have to go with Rubik's cube over this. Oh. I've never I've never completed one, at least honestly. But do you maybe know? Do you day. understand the mechanics? Yes, I've never been schooled on the mechanics of it, so I'm a I'm a no. I'm a hard no on Rubik's cube. Apparently, you don't even necessarily need to look at. I've never attempted this, but apparently, you don't even need to look. At the Rubik's cube, you just have to do a certain pattern uh, x amount of times, and it will be completed. So, I don't know. Hey, mathematics is a, like Pac-Man. St- you just follow the pattern. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So, going on to the next toy, we're going up just a little bit from 1974 to 1982 the year i was born with the cabbage patch doll or turbo man i have a very odd cabbage patch doll story and a reason that i am anti-cabbage patch doll so when i was a kid um like many kids i'm like i want a baby brother and so for christmas what did i get a fucking cabbage patch interesting i was like this isn't a brother what is this? So Cabbage Patch was unisex, right? I mean, it that, was. That was. I mean, it was a boy Cabbage Patch, but it was not a brother. It was not I'm a brother, sorry, Mark. And you know, going back on, it, I didn't have to share my toys with anybody. Nobody broke my shit. Like all of this, good. But um, I'd have to say, Turbo Man would have been cooler to be my little brother under the tree than uh, than a Cabbage Patch doll. I would agree. I would Sweet agree. Sentiment. Not as cool though. <laughs> How long did you actually play with the Cabbage Patch doll? I don't have any. I was. It, it had to be like when I was like two or three. I do not have any memories of playing with it at all. I just okay. remember getting it and it not being a little brother. So I would guess very little time. Mm. Okay. So going up into the timeline again, 1989. We actually did a a, a movie review about this particular toy and uh, a game that was associated with it. But 1989, Nintendo came out with the Game Boy. So for me, hands down, Game Boy, even though I never had one, freaking sweet. Oh, you've you've got one. Oh, check that out. That's awesome. Even the sound. Nice. Fantastic. Oh, the sound. Just so much nostalgia, so much happiness, so much Game Boy. And Game you can Boy, play with that thing hands for hours. down over Turbo Man. Yeah, for sure. So going up from 1989, we're, we're going into another decade here, but we're going to 1995. Very similar type of toy, uh, Buzz Lightyear. So Buzz Lightyear versus Turbo Man, which is the better toy? Uh, Buzz has wings. Buzz has wings. Turbo Man has a jetpack. Buzz has a laser. Buzz is an idiot. I mean, the turbo man that they got for the uh, for the parade uh, has um, deep brain hemorrhaging. So he's probably <laughs> an idiot, too. Um, um, I actually I 
like Buzz Lightyear a, a lot more than Turbo Man. Actually, <laughs> overall, like, well, I think we'll kind of see like how Turbo Man actually plays off on all this stuff. But I have a question. I have a Buzz Lightyear related question, a quandary to give you here. Better casting for this movie, Tim Allen or Arnold Schwarzenegger? As the dad? As the dad. I mean, I think it would make sense if it was Tim Allen. Tim Allen probably would have been better. Like, this is almost the Santa Claus, except he doesn't turn into Santa. He turns yeah. into Turbo Man. Yeah. I, I would have been fine with Tim Allen. And he was, like, right there at, like, Home Improvement and shit. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. No, he was hurrying his brains out. I, I didn't get that shit. I really didn't understand that. It's like, that's like uh, what uh, Lumpy sounded like in the uh, Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah. That's, I that's, think that'll be, like, a new thing for ongoing episodes. Like, every award. episode, we'll talk award. about the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, oh fuck. Um, all right, so uh, do you agree, Buzz Lightyear, better toy? I, I mean, yeah, yeah, no. Buzz got sequels, Turbo Man, not so much. Actually, okay. I take that back. There is a jingle all the way too. There is with Larry the Cable Guy, right? Oh man, they're like, what? What franchise doesn't matter that we could put this guy into? Wait, <laughs> I got it. Ta-da! Well, speaking of uh, ta-da. Uh, we're going to go up one year to 1996. The Tickle Me Elmo, which was like a hot Christmas toy. What's the better toy? Tickle Me Elmo or Turbo Man? Um, Tickle Me Elmo is weird. It's just basically a doll with a... um That that shakes. Um, but Elmo's so cute, though, right? Like, I'm I mean, that's, Elmo that has fan. to... Elmo is my least favorite Muppet. And he's technically not a Muppet, but either way. My least favorite of all of the Sesame Street characters. Really? Is Elmo. Yes. Hands mm. down. Uh, Hands we down. might need to have a separate episode about this. Uh, but... We could do a Sesame Street and we could do a puppet based movie and TV yeah, episode. We should. We should. But... Yeah, no. Um, my I'll, least I'll say Monster from Sesame Street. I'll say Tickle Me Elmo because my least favorite uh, uh, puppet Muppet from Sesame Street was Telly. Uh, I thought he was the worst, but. Um, Tickle Me Elmo, I thought was cute. I, I figured, like, you know, Turbo Man, he's cool looking. You got the jetpack, but going up against cuteness, I, I think toys as a whole, cute sells, and that will sell more to everyone. So I would say that Tickle Me Elmo wins for that. I think Tickle Me but, Elmo was the last, like, one of the last major knockdown drag out for this. And if you look at, well, I mean, it came out the same year that this movie did. And there were just as many fights over the yeah over it, like very very parallel in their popularity, fictional well, versus real life. During that time, I think this movie was made at the perfect time because there was another toy, 1997. The Tamagotchi was uh, was another it hot was. Christmas toy. It was so Tamagotchi and or Turbo Man. I you know I never got the Tamagotchi thing. I never got it Neither because I had a I. Game Boy. And my Game Boy was way fucking better. Um, but now I see where Tamagotchi has evolved. And if you look at the impact on society that that had, that was a check it every day, 
you know, you create a habit, you are nurturing or growing something kind of thing, right? That was electronic. Now you have all of these games for your phone that you get bonuses and do better when you check it every day. And, and now it's monetized. Like Tamagotchi has begat like Clash of Clans and all of these crazy like Animal Crossing and all of these like insane franchises now all because of a little fucking keychain. Yeah. I uh I will say though that Turbo Man I think will win out for oh, hands on this one. Turbo Man would shoot it from his like arm blaster. So one more year up. Uh we're going oh. to 1998 and and cute does sell and this was for sure cute. At least that's what a lot of people thought. The Furby. What about the Furby versus Turbo Man? I have memories of wanting to like burn a Furby. Like I have three younger sisters who are all right in that. Oh, we'll get him a Furby. It'll be great. And Ooh. it is just the worst. It's the worst. It is a cute toy though. I mean, it certainly is a cute toy. Yeah, no, it, it's a possessed toy. That's really annoying. <laughs> a lot of toys now that look exactly like Furbies are just like, Oh, okay. That's just a toy. So it's so strange that that toy was the one that caught fire and was just like, oh my God, everyone's got to get one of these for Christmas. Dude, but I, mean, I didn't. It was so popular that it's spoofed now. Like on Bluey, yeah. there's Cheddar Max. That was, a, that was a reference for people who have children between the ages of two and like six. But, you know, like they're even talking about it now and they give it the same grief. That was just annoying and loud and wish it came with an off switch. That's something Furby didn't have was an off switch. That's why it had to die. Oh, really? I never had one and I never really take the batteries out. Interesting. Okay. Well, we're going to end uh, with the last kind of uh, known Christmas toy fiasco, which is in 2001, uh, the year I graduated from high school, uh, Bratz dolls, Bratz dolls or Turbo Man. Um, Turbo Man, but Bratz dolls continue to be like a uh, a very niche, very popular thing. I mean, they did get mentioned in the uh, the bar. Well, they weren't mentioned, but they were referenced in were the Barbie movie. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty. I thought that was pretty smart. Yeah, it was clever. It was, was clever. Smart, but but man, I I think that we've all felt in a lot of these toy releases the the fervor that happened in Jingle All the Way, and I love that it's captured from a pop pop culture perspective like but out of all these does this capture your favorite christmas toy um i mean i never really got a christmas toy that was like top notch so it's it's i'm i'm the wrong person to ask for this stuff and it's, it's i'm not trying to be like like christmas sucks like no i mean i i had as good of a christmas as i thought christmas could be uh, in comparison to my kids now, my wife is fantastic at making a big deal about holidays and making it special. Now I get to, I get excited about Christmas and it's like, oh, cool. This is what Christmas can be like. But that just wasn't me. So I, I, did, I didn't get a lot of toys. And I because of my my choice in toys, there wasn't like one toy that was like, oh, I got to get this. You know, it was just like, oh, I really like that. I really like that, but nothing that like, I will sell my soul for this Wolverine action figure. Like, no, not really. Like I was, Oh, it'd be cool. If I got that, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. 
No, I tried to, I tried with this, with this, you know, I tried to narrow it down uh, before the podcast. Like, man, was there anything that I was just like, I need this one thing. And it wasn't like a, an action figure because, uh, you know, when we were kids, like everything was so many, like so many different turtles, so many different He-Man or whatever the hell. Right. But I think that like video games were it for me, like the fucking Game Boy. I, I think I played that thing until it died and they had to get me another one, like multiple times. <laughs> like I wasn't, I would say that's a Game fair. Boy. I was the kid that wore that bitch out. I would say that's a fair thing. I I ne- I didn't ask for this, uh, but I did get one. And like I had an older brother, it was really more. It was for both of us. Yeah. Um, I of course played it more, but the original NES Nintendo oh, system, dude. like that was probably the best Christmas gift that I ever got. That was like falling under the toy category, right? Yeah. No, I got it for my birthday, and I didn't get it for Christmas. Um, but yeah, I, I just video games in general, like Super Nintendo, all that. Like games were such a cool thing because you spent so much more time. I spent many more memorable hours with games than toys, though I enjoyed toys. Like, don't get me wrong, but you know, as an adult, there's things that I buy that I like collect, and they're they're not the toys. Like some of them are, but they're mostly the video games. Like sure. that's just instant nostalgia at any time. Plug it in and go. And uh that Game Boy sound that I tried to play into my microphone just every time gets me with just a so i've got an important question to ask you when it comes to arnold schwarzenegger the terminator and jingle all the way can you do this all day i can absolutely do this all day yes i every year have to watch it it's on the list of christmas movies and i mean who doesn't need a little more arnold for uh uh, the holiday season The, the question is can you do this all day or do you have a different Arnold movie that gets you in the holiday spirit? I think the movie that gets me in the holiday spirit from Arnold is Terminator. Um, because what better way to to ring in the holidays than have a 12-gauge shotgun and just blast a few people, right? But um, in all seriousness, this particular movie, didn't watch it until I was 40, had no interest when I was uh, younger to watch it. Uh, watching it surprised me. It was funny. It had a really good cast. Uh, Jake Lloyd's performance was was really great, uh, and I will say, great. It was uh, it was one of those things where you can believe that that's a kid actor, and he he captured the essence of being a kid too. You know, it wasn't a kid trying to act and trying to be a kid, but still act. You know, he he just he played it exactly how I I think he should have. Um, when it comes to the overall ridiculousness of this movie, I think it's such a great nod to the time of like people are idiots and we do a lot of stupid shit to get toys and whether it's right or wrong is irrelevant, but this is reality. And so they capture this on film and I I thought that was like freaking fantastic. So Mm -hmm. yes, I can absolutely do this movie all day. Um, I'm, glad that I didn't get into it until I was older so I can appreciate it more because I have a feeling if I watch it when I was younger I never would have touched it again I might not have even wanted to do a podcast about movies because (laughs) uh, maybe the butterfly effect is that strong but yeah I can do this all day for sure 
good holiday movie and, and good funny movie. And there is a little bit of action in there too, but not an yeah. action movie. My only fear with this movie, and I'll tell you right now, is that in 10 years it'll be so irrelevant that nobody will watch it because nobody can identify with having to go out there and hunt the toy because the internet's here. So they do it from home on their phone and they just click. There's no interaction or socialization of it, right? It's not going from store to store to store to store. Are you really worried about it being irrelevant, though? Like, I think that there are some movies that will always stay in that in our zeitgeist and, and also just like our catalog because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Like he is the guy from our, our childhood and, and growing mm-hmm. up. Now, granted, there are some movies that he came out with later that are kind of forgettable, but at the same time, it's just like if you're an Arnold fan and you enjoy his movies, you'll continue to watch it. And I think it'll still continue to be relevant because that spirit of greed during the holidays will never go away. I think that'll stay unfortunately that'll stay for forever and uh that's just kind of a nice reminder of like hey it doesn't have to be this way but just so you know humans are assholes and i think it was the terminator once again showing that it's in our nature to destroy ourselves as humans so oh that's why i can do this all day what a tie back that was you're a professional (laughs) but that wraps up this episode i hope you're all having a great holiday season and uh, i hope you're enjoying some of the festiveness that we're talking about in uh, our movies but until next time this is dan the part-time avenger that's mark the resident jedi bring joy not destruction apparently uh love each other this holiday and uh i hope you got what you wanted from santa we'll be back